There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. And now there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. I'm here with Dave Sterling, head football coach at Edward Little High School. Coach, uh, I was over there uh, for the homecoming game at Oxford Hills. You know, that first half uh, took advantage of a break you got, uh, mm-hmm. punched in a touchdown, a nice throw in the corner of the end zone, and uh, 14-7 at half. I sure wish that the onside kick had come out differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ruling, they, ruling one against us. Yeah, they, they felt that they was touched on that side of the 50. No, they felt that we didn't give them an opportunity to field the ball. And there's, that's no such, exa- there's no such rule. That's exactly what I read with the rule book as well. So, but it's like a fumble. There's no such thing. <laughs> it's fair exactly, game. They, unless they call for a fair catch, it's fair right. game. And they didn't. No, they didn't. Wow, so, that's what they call? Yeah. So is that what the penalty was? Yes, sir. I know the penalty looked like put like like pushing. No, he, I said to Ryan Palmer, I said, "There's no way Sterling pushed anybody. Exactly. I can guarantee you that." Yeah. So, so it was a, it, but what? you know, thing, things happen. They make you know sometimes refs make calls that you may not agree with, but that's part of the game. You got to move forward. Well, it does, except you know, for a team that's struggling, uh, to have not only the call go against you, uh, you know, when it could have gone the other way. Yeah, uh, and then. To uh, to turn around and have a 15-yard penalty. Now the ball's at the 36, going yep. in. Yeah. I mean, that is a horrible turnaround. Yeah. For a team that I'm sure on the sideline, you guys felt you had the ball. Exactly. Exactly. But that's part of football, you know. No, we, it we, is. We do that, and you probably saw that in in practice. When if you were here a few minutes ago, we we had the quarterback throw the ball, and I yelled out, "Somebody was holding on the play. We're backing the ball up 10 yards." Yeah. And the guys have to be prepared for that. Sure. You know, yeah. I'll call out whoever yeah. I want to during practice and say, yeah. "Okay, you got caught for holding." And they'll, yeah. you know, they weren't, but that's part of the game. You know, sometimes it will happen. The only thing that I saw them do that I, because I've seen them a couple times, one place or another, at Bonnie Eagle and at yep. home, yep. Uh, was uh, wham blocking. You know, mm-hmm. with either the the back, the the other back or yeah. the tight end, number forty four, number yeah. eighty seven. Yep. Yeah, and uh, that's the only thing that I that I thought they did differently that that I hadn't seen before. No, they had done that. They had done that consistently. Oh, they had. That okay. Was, yeah. So that was something that they're very good at. They've got two very good athletes that can yes. ex- execute it. So yeah. Oh yeah, they did Worcester. Well. Ophiero, is that how you say his name? Yeah, something like that. So, uh, Bangor this week, and the game's been moved to 7.30, I understand. Yep. Uh, 
Because Coach Morris has, uh, they're they're a little improved from where they were they a are. couple years ago. They've got an know. excellent quarterback. Throws the ball extremely well. I believe it's Nat Nat Clark's son. From what I oh, understand. it is. Yes, sir. Oh, Might, wow. Don't quote me on that. So no, I but I'd probably right. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he throws the ball extremely well. They have a very very good running back. They have an excellent receiver in number seven. Gets down the field. They've they've got some good talented athletes. Now is this Spirit Week homecoming? Yes, it's homecoming. It is. Week. Oh, good. Yep. Good. We have a bigger event at the. Last game against Lewiston. Sure. Because they're having a lot of people here for that, that yeah. game. They're saying the last time that game will be played here. Is yeah, that, that's that's the rumor. I'm not getting into where, that. Where, I was going <laughs> to say, where they think you're playing. Exactly. Anyways, moving along. Yeah, okay. We're on to so, Bangor. Yeah, so back to, back. just one more back to last week. Anybody in particular, either a unit or a or kids that you well, thought played well? Well, you could see we uh, we changed up the offense some. We worked a little bit more option. You know, yes. Giles Parody as well as Jack Keefe did a great job running that. Um, and, you know, we had two really good guys that are excellent athletes that are tight ends and John Shea and Cam Irish, and they stepped up their game, and we were able to lean on them. And, you know, if you looked at time of possession, we oh, possessed yeah. the ball a lot more than Oxford Hills and were able to slow the ball, slow the game down in the first half. And uh, we just need to get you know a little bit better better execution on our blocking, and we'll we'll you know those two young men uh, helping our offense and helping Absolutely. block for people like Tyson Green, good future. Yeah, I think so. And and uh, boy, Parody's big kid. Yeah, he is. When he turns the corner, I'll tell you what. The halfbacks aren't anxious to tackle. Yep. Well, we him, haven't had him for most of the year. Yeah. he's been injured. He's been you know trying to get through a few things, and you know to have him you know become a leader now in the team has been excellent for him. Sure. Well, Coach, uh, good luck. Thank you, Coach. Uh, I think uh, Maddie's maybe doing some adjusting because of the weather. I'm scheduled to do uh, Bonnie Eagle at Lewiston, but who mm-hmm. knows? I uh, <laughs> Sometimes I'm not sure till about noontime where I'll be, but uh, I'd like to be here. But uh, anyway, thanks. I appreciate it. Good luck. Have a great weekend. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, Maine Athletic Fundraising. I'm here with uh, Spencer Emerson, head football coach at Poland Regional High School. Uh, you know what, I, Coach, I was going to say, I really appreciate your taking the time to to do our um, interview at uh, yeah. Longhorns last yeah. week. I felt disappointed. They took him a while to get it up and running. Mm-hmm. And then the ambient noise from the next tables mm-hmm. and whatever kind of didn't make it quite as as great but it, i thought it was still great i no, thought the kids awesome. did a, a great job absolutely it was about you know that's a, that's that was great it was great to see brady downing over there and, and see why and them talk a little bit of football and talk about themselves and each other it, it, was, <laughs> it was great and um it was just a fun time yeah i thought that they would both be spooked when when we said okay you need to critique the other guys I was like, whoa <laughs> man no problem they knew exactly oh, they're both really smart kids now, now did brady go to the uh elite passing camp he did he's so gone they, there for the last two years they yeah, would have yeah, yeah. seen each other there too yeah I went down to that one day and mm-hmm. watched it. Pretty good drills. Oh, they do a good job. I mean, you know, Mike and um, Cooper and, and BL, they, they're three of the best coaches in Maine. Um, you know, they're in the top tier of, of, of play callers, especially offensive play callers. And I said, you know, the technique, even on, on passing, I was a quarterback and mm-hmm. played at Maine and mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, I was taught if you're going to throw a long pass and you mm-hmm. want to drop it in, mm-hmm. you drop your back shoulder. Yeah. 
that technique's gone. Now, they don't do that at all. I keep stay tall. Here, yeah, 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 stay tall and finish right. Hips through the shoulders yeah. and the release point high. And so yeah, everything has changed when you think about coaching from the past and now. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were taught always when I was in high school and college shoulder block. <laughs> now keep your hands out in front of yourself. Now people would go, "What? What is that? Yeah. How do you do that?" Yeah. So tell us. Um, I know the game didn't um, didn't turn out exactly you want, and. Mm -hmm. And this is maybe a little message to your kids who listen to this. You know, building a program, I think people assume just because you get a great coach and a great staff, oh, no problem. It's going to be no problem. Well, that isn't the way it works, is it? I mean, there's just so many other factors. No, it, it's tough, right? It's all about perspective. And we talked a lot about, um, you know, our situation. We have a tough schedule. I mean, you, you can calculate the crab trees. And, I mean, I think the, Moving teams, up to see. the teams we've played, I think, have lost two games. Well, yeah. aside from Lake Region, the teams that have beat us have lost a combined two games, and we're in week six. So, you know, we're talking about really good programs we're playing um, and just high-level coaching, high-level talent, rich tradition. And we're, we're still a new program. We're still in the infant stage. You know, we're in year two. Um, I've had one full offseason with these guys. It, it, it's tough. And, and, you know, I talk a lot about guys about sticking with it. You know what I mean? And, and it's hard because you want to you wanna see the results in, in the win column, but sometimes you got to understand that the work is worth it. You know, and, and I saw a great quote today. It said, you know, you either hate losing enough to work hard or you hate hard work enough to, to accept losing you know Ooh, and, I, you and I said it to my yeah. guys you know you know, you it, it, losing is what it is but if you're working hard you'll be all right um and not accepting it, it, it you'll be just fine you know and I I've been on you know you coach long enough you're on each end of those things I don't care who you are you're gonna you're gonna have some years that nah. and I said I thought I did some of my best coaching when we were about 500 yeah you know I mean they're a lot that were better than that but those years that we, yeah, we didn't have, didn't, things didn't work out, or the schedule was uh, whatever, we opened up at home against South Portland and then at Biddeford, yeah, and yeah. a really young team. Yeah, that'll, that'll show you out Absolutely. real quick. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but, I mean, obviously, but, but last last week was a good, you know, you, know you, you watch the tape and you look at the landscape of football in Maine and you realize, you know, you played a, we, we played a program in Levitt that's at the top of, of, of you know, if you're going to break it up between big school and small school, they're probably as good as it gets for small school football in Maine, um, them and Wells. So it's one of those things where... You know, we've seen it. You know, we, we, okay, we've seen the best. We see what it takes um, to play with the best. And, and we were outmatched, I think, physically. Um, I wish we would have came a little bit better um, prepared mentally and a little bit more focused. Um, but, you know, you can't change the, the past, and we've got a big game this Saturday. Well, when I was talking to uh, – I, I interview uh, Coach Hathaway on mm -hmm. Tuesdays. Um, he was saying, you know, yeah, it's that way right this minute. But he said, people forget, three years ago, we were 2-7. and seven. <laughs> Yeah, he said is. two and seven. He said the only reason we got that extra game is because everybody made the playoffs. Right. He said yeah, so. Right. You know, you, you, he said we had our small group of seniors, mm -hmm. and uh, and he said all of a sudden it, there's your leadership, and it, and it wasn't up to what mm -hmm. we would normally expect. Right. So, yeah, you know, I think that's the hard thing, and too many times fans and parents and kids don't understand. All of that. They they see wins and losses, and they see, well, that team's really good. Well, you know what? They're, they've had their ups and downs, too. A absolutely. It's more, Like I said, it, I try to talk to my players about this, and me, us as a staff, we talk about it a lot. It's perspective, right? You know, who you play, when you play them. You know, a lot of things factor into a win-loss. You know, we're a one-in-four football team. Do I think we're a one-in-four program? No, but that's where we stand currently. And, and, you know, you're only as good as – it's a one for you, done for me lately sport. Um, but, you know, we, we still got three games left in the season. We want to finish strong, and, and, and like I said – the wins and losses, those are things. But if we're playing hard, we're doing it the right way, um, we can live with that. It's when you lose and you have those, you know, controllable mistakes that you make. That's that's the tough part. I wanted to keep it in perspective. When I was in Skowhegan, we were a B school. And Madison was our rival. Mm -hmm. Madison, Karabak, they were all together. Mm -hmm. Karabak hadn't split out yet. Mm -hmm. And they were a really big 
sea school. Mm. And uh, I went to scout them, and they, they actually played in Levitt, the Levitt Hornets at Madison. So I went to scout it just to see what it looked like. You ready for this? Levitt had on socks that the stripes went up and down, not around. <laughs> and I looked at that, and they went, what? Yeah. And, and Madison just crushed it. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. Know, this is something else. Right. Anyway, okay, so tell me this week. Freiburg Academy. You have Freiburg. It's a Saturday game. Yes, sir. Down in Freiburg. And, 130 uh, kick. You know, they, they uh, since since the younger Turner has been there, he <laughs> won't appreciate me saying that, but uh, <laughs> his dad coached it a long time and did mm-hmm. a terrific job. Yeah. They, they've had some really, really good defensive teams. Yeah. They're stout. You know, they run a 52. Um, it's very, very, very fundamentally sound. Um, they don't they don't leave a lot of spots on the field open. Um, you know, they played for a gold ball last year. You know, it's a program that's had some success. They're very well coached. Um, but we feel like it's one of those weeks where if we come out and execute, we'll be in the football game. Um, I think they're similar to us in terms of the way they're built. They got, they got a lot of talent. I mean, around at the skill positions, a lot of different guys that can do things. Um, the quarterback makes the whole show go, number 20. Um, and then their big number eight, their tight end, DN. Man, that kid, is, he's a load. But, you know, last week we played two big tight ends, so hopefully we can, you know, manage the load versus one. But, but you know, you know, like you said, every week in Class C, it's, it's a grind. But playing a very well-coached team, and defensively, they're sound. It's a 52. There's no, no, no smoke screens. You know what you're coming. Um, but they tackle, and they're physical. Yeah, you know, I, I did the playoff game they had against Levitt last mm-hmm. year where they, where they beat them. Because mm-hmm. uh, Hathaway got hurt, right? and uh, they had to go to the number two Q. He played okay, mm-hmm. but just not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach, good luck, and I appreciate you coming out to, to talk again. Absolutely. Maybe we'll do another Longhorn uh, get-together at yeah, some sounds point. Sounds good to me. It was fun. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. I'm here with the Lewiston head football coach, Darren Hartley. Coach, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the at the write-up of the, the game against uh, Sanford, and I swear, it's, I don't want to say the word carbon copy, but you guys play really well, you do some really good things, but it doesn't show on the final score. Correct. It is kind of a broken record for us. Last week was uh, even more... Um, glowing or glowering or what, however you want to say it. We, uh, we really controlled the entire first quarter, turned the ball over on the half-yard line, would have gone in, been up two scores to none, uh, really dominated the, the first quarter to Sanford's quarter. They hung in the game. They were playing without their star athlete at quarterback, and our kids came out, we were loose, and took advantage of that. And, you know, I think it just could have been a different game if we'd have finished off that second drive and really made them trail from two scores down. Um, 
But we did the same things. We had a couple defensive breakdowns. They took the lead. We answered again. Uh, another defensive breakdown come out. And again, the data doesn't lie. We controlled the third quarter. Uh, scored two touchdowns to one. Came back, got back in the game by in it, within a touchdown with about 11 minutes left in the game. And attrition took over. We got a couple of guys dinged up. And kind of that was the rest. The rest was history. The... the uh... Yeah, I, I said this. Uh, I did uh, Oxford Hills, Yale at Oxford Hills on Saturday, homecoming, and uh, same thing, you know, first half, yeah, Yale played real well. It was 14-7 halftime, and then events turn, and those teams, as you said, your, your team's young, they're not used to the winning, uh, even though they're playing well, and then all of a sudden, boom, they get overwhelmed, and the, and the game turns the other way, and Eventually, you know, you, you got to feel that the work you guys are putting in and, and, uh, and the attention to detail, whatever, will, will pay off. Yeah, we, we hope so. You know, like I said, nobody can hide from the, 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 the uh, eight-team schedule in, in Class A. And, of course, we had a couple of great, or we'll have with Lawrence coming up later, uh, a couple of good B schools, too. But our kids have been energetic, uh, and they've been positive. They, they know what's against them. I mean, we, we're, nobody's stupid here. But coming off that tough loss against Sanford, having already played TA with a rugged, you know, fully athletic and physical Bonnie Eagle team, the kids have been positive. They've worked hard in practice. We've done our film study. Bonnie Eagle's not going to fool you. They're just, they're just outstanding. They're loaded. Great coaching. And we just got to try to show up and, you know, darn it, play four, four quarters of football Friday night, and we're going to try to do that. I mean, the Meredith kid at quarterback and the kid that's played some quarterback, some uh, running back, he comes in motion. Uh, he threw a, against uh, Oxford Hills. Oxford he Hills. threw a halfback option pass right. for a touchdown. Right. Uh, you know, no, they're, yeah, they're just they're tough this team. Sound, they lost yeah. to, to Thornton by, by a touchdown. So uh, that'll, that'll be a good tilt. Uh, I don't know... Do you think weather would make a difference? It's supposed to be iffy. No, I, I think that uh, with them, you know, they're just so deep and, and physical, and they want to run the quarterback as much as they want to run their tailback. I, I think they want to throw on schedule just to kind of maintain the chains. But they, they, if they could rush for 350 yards every Friday night, I think that's what they'd do. So I don't think weather's going to be a factor for, for the, the Bonnie Eagle team. They're just going to come out and do what they do, establish the off-tackle game, the, the zone read, and go from there. They did something that, because I've seen them play a couple of times, they did something in the, in the second half of uh, that game against Oxford Hills that I hadn't seen earlier in the year, and that was the wind block from the, from the other back. Now, sometimes it's the tight end who's running, looks like a running back, and right. sometimes it's a fullback type. Correct. But it looks like it's going to be a read. The guy comes across, it's a tr- wham block on a trap, yeah. and it's a counter. And oh yeah. boy, yeah, did they that run a, open up. Right. Wow. They run a great, they run, we call it power. They run yeah. a nice, they pull the backside guard and they roll him up inside, and sometimes they double that. I mean, that's how T.A. kind of took over the game in the fourth quarter against them last week. T.A. just ran off tackle, and they couldn't stop it. And, you know, they just – it was a simple scheme, and, and really they, they couldn't stop it. And obviously we're going to try to try to address the off-tackle game and see where we go from there. Kids, uh, any kids that you want to single out that you thought played really well? Uh... I just, uh, you know, my, my quarterback. Or a unit, maybe. Yeah, but, you know, Dylan Jackson's just a, a tough kid. We went for almost 340 yards in total offense. You know, the offense has, has sputtered at times, but having over 300 yards in total offense, I just thought the offense 
really, you know, played well the whole game. We, we made a couple turnovers, of course, that, that shoots us in the foot. But when we're not turning the ball over, we're kind of going on, you know, if, if you know, almost all cylinders. We're, we're, on, we're on schedule. We feel pretty good about that. Sounds and, like you have some skilled kids. Yeah, we do. We, you know, we, we, we can balance out people. We can spread the field. Our quarterback's got a live arm. He's got great feet. We like our tailback. We, of course, uh, Danny May, who's our fullback, tailback, and inside linebacker's out. He was he had an injury on Friday night. Won't play this week, which is tough for us. He's a tough kid to to try to fill in for for sure. But you know, we just uh, go the next guy up and let's go. And, and again, we're, we're, our depth is okay, so we're going to show up and get after it. This will finally be. I'll be here. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> If you've got any Jeff, ideas, just Jeff send ben- them down during the game. Jeff Benson and I will be here <laughs> great, for that one. It'll great. be good to be back. I did a game early uh, with Jeff, and uh, it'll be good to, yeah, to be with him. Uh, I don't know. Maddie's still deciding about it looks like the weather. It's harder to video if it's if the weather's bad. Right. And we can't video live from here anyway. I see. Well, what we have to do is we have to send it Facebook Live out of town and then send it. So it would be, it's a little bit delayed anyway. But we will be on the radio, 105.5. Good. And uh, Benson and Wing. So that'll be that'll be fun. And uh, I'm looking for a good game, I, I think. Yeah, I am too. I, again, if we show up and we and we just relax and do our job, we're going to hang around with them. It's yeah. gonna, it, we got to play physical to our the best of our physical ability. We understand what we're up against with their physicality. But... We're a quick, athletic team, and hopefully we can put them over a bail a few times on Friday night. Coach, one of the questions, uh, the other coaches have expressed some concern about it. Uh, what are you finding for JV and freshman games? Are you able to fill out a schedule? Or are you playing the same teams? No, no, our schedule's been perfect. We haven't had any issues whatsoever so far. Uh, we, we, had to, uh, we are going to accommodate uh, one of our partners over there in Oxford County on Monday. They're going to come over to Bonnie Eagle and play a three-way. Um, we, we could not accommodate one team before because we had another scheduled game and we played it. But our schedule's been perfect. But I will tell you this, that, you know, I wouldn't want the job of the athletic administration at all, but, but I can tell you this. I think this is an open, transparent communication that's a year-round thing. And I think it starts in January. I think coaches and, and ADs need to communicate, and especially at the lower levels, even if it's, a, it's, a, if it's a, you know, within an hour of your program, let's just go out and find these teams that you know are going to show up and play. Levitt's doing three-way uh, scrimmages almost every time now. They In Class C... Either the teams don't want to travel that far, like York or whatever. Sure, and I understand that. Or, uh, or the other team doesn't have enough kids, so uh, they've been doing a three-way with whoever can do it. These guys don't listen. The, uh, well, you know, going back to what, what do we need to do with the enrollments dropping, not only in football generally, but I think in all the other sports too we're going to see it, but also all our schools are dropping in enrollment. We've always said it's got to be the, the the classifications by numbers only, and I just don't believe that we can look at it that way anymore. I, I think at some point in time we need to say, what's the strength of your program? And if you've been down for 15 years, maybe maybe somebody needs to drop you down. Our goal at Maine Athletic Fundraising is to raise you the most amount of money in the shortest period of time, hassle-free. To learn more, visit them online at maineaf.com. I'm here with Oak Hill football coach Stacey Doucette. Coach, it looks like, uh, looking at the box score, if you will, that the, the game against uh, Madison 
kind of went the way you felt it might. Yeah, I thought we'd have a... I was kind of hoping that we would uh, start off strong early, and uh, the kids responded well, and uh, uh, the kids had a very good game after a week bye. Um, we went back to fundamentals. It was effective for us. You said that during the week you went back to the fundamentals, you did more conditioning, more hitting. Uh, is that a blueprint for the rest of the year, or is that was that uh, just well, because you had a bye? I, I don't know if you can be as physical as you really want to be nowadays. Class D football, we don't have high numbers. Uh, the weather, the ground is not as, as you know, uh, sure. The footing's not as, as, as the way it used to be. Um, the grass, there's always wet grass or always dew or mud. Or, so you got to be careful. you got to make sure you have a good surface. Um, so I, I think this time of year, it's, m it's more about getting in the scheme, um, the plan, and repetition so the kids understand it. Now, you said, I think you were quoted in the paper saying that it really was all of your backs really had a pretty good week. Yeah, I thought all the backs did. Um, we, we, run, we run two, three, um, sometimes four backs. We expect them all to work hard and all to understand the concepts. <clears throat> uh, we expect them to push each other. Uh, we expect them to block for each other. And they did a pretty good job this week. Yeah, it sounded like it was pretty even. I mean, they're, they're yeah. All yeah. four of them really yeah. were. Yeah, they all did a pretty good job. Uh, they're fighting for reps. There you go. Well, they that's what you want. And they know it. Yeah, yeah. that's what you want. Um, tell me about Bucksport. Uh, arguably the best team in Class D. They have probably the best offensive line. Um, one of the better offensive lines I've seen in C, C or D. Um, they're very physical. They do a really good job getting off the ball. Their running backs all have size. They carry out their fakes. They all run behind their shoulder pads. It's an old school football team, uh, very well coached. Um, they run to their scheme perfectly. Um, good football team. What uh, what kind of, I mean, a lot of teams run on the spread now. What kind of an offense are they running? Um, they run a, a straight T offense, power eye. They'll break the T at times. Uh, at times they'll go bunch. At times they'll go shotgun. So they, they run a... Exotic, it's old school football. Um, it's good, tough football. Um, you can really appreciate how hard they work. They run behind their pads too. Good, good running backs. Now, uh, I don't remember which year, but you played them for the state championship. 2013, yeah. 2013. Same coach? Yes. So have they changed much? What would you say? Uh, I think. No, not really, but they had a dynamic player back then that they had in the slot. Uh, and they used to try to get him the ball in very many ways, and he was dynamic out there. Uh, he was a special player. I mean, above good, he was terrific. Uh, anybody that had him on his team, no matter what the scheme was, you'd try to get the ball in his hands. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if, if anybody had that type of kid in our league nowadays. Good football player. So I, th I think their scheme's pretty much the same, all in all, though. And how about you? Have you have, do you guys feel you've changed much since 13? Yeah, I think we have to change with our talent. Um, we've done many different things, but yeah, I think we've changed a little bit. We add to our, our plan or scheme a little bit here and a little bit there. Um, get, well, basically the scheme for uh, the week, though, has not changed. Every, every week is uh, day by day and week to week. and. Uh, Try to work a little harder every day. Try to beat the team we're going to play. 
on Friday night every day of the week. Now they play under the lights, correct? Yes. Yeah. So that'll be uh, how long a trip? By car, it's two hours. So by bus, we're expecting two twenty. Probably, probably stop and hit a restaurant. So we're gonna plan ahead. Now you bring sandwiches with you, or we're you probably do? gonna bring snacks. We eat before. We're gonna eat before we leave because uh, there's no school that day. So we're gonna feed the kids a meal. Oh, no school. We're gonna feed the kids a meal here. Teacher workshop. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Holiday Monday. Well, coach, good luck. I'll wait to actually to see the score, and then I can't remember. Is it the next two weeks that I'm here? I think we've got the your next two games on video, yep. which will be fun. Yep. AJ and I. That should good. be fun. That'd be fun. It'd be good to see him. Yeah. All right, Coach. Thanks. Good luck. Yep. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. I'm here with Chris Cates, head football coach at Lisbon High School. Coach, I saw the reports. It looked like back and forth, pretty darn exciting. Yeah, I mean, for the for the most part, until the fourth quarter, I mean, uh, we'd score once, they'd score. Uh, you, know, you know, they ended up going up uh, up in the second quarter, and they went up in the third quarter. Uh, but then we were able to kind of lock down a little bit in, sec- in the fourth quarter and, uh, you know, kind of establish our run game a little bit and control the clock and get out of there with a win. So you really think that that maybe was the turning point, being able to con- you know run the ball and control the clock? Yeah. Well, we only passed three times, so we uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that pretty much tells it. Yeah, we uh, we we run we run shotgun sets, but we're uh, we're a pretty run heavy team. So it's uh, you know if, if we if things are going well for us, I mean we're not going to put the ball in the air too many times. But uh, we had a couple shots where we we thought we had guys open that we we didn't hit, and um, you know kind of kind of hit the point in the game where we didn't have to go back to pass, thankfully. Having been a quarterback, as much as I like to throw the ball, three things happen and two of them are bad. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Well, and I, you know, I was a quarterback myself too, so oh, I, like really? to, I like to throw the ball as much as anybody. But uh, it's, uh, you know, to your point, you know, there's, there's a lot of bad that can happen. Yeah, and you know, most high school football games are won and lost by mistakes and penalties and you know those kind of things. And if you're, if you're carrying the rock and doing it well. Right. No sense changing that. Right. Absolutely. And uh, you know, we we thought we had some good matchups in, in the run game, and um, you know, we were able to kind of maximize our read game a little bit too. Uh, they, they had some good athletes on the other side, so we were able to kind of isolate them and not block them when and uh, get some big plays off of it. So it seems to me when uh, you had the two Francis guys, uh, it was kind of eye formation, some and pitch and handoff. So you've gone to a more a little bit more of a spread, or are you? Uh, well, we've been we've been more spread for the past uh, well since I took over as a head coach. We've, we've, oh. we've been uh, uh, spread's been more of our base, but I mean we still run some under center power stuff, and uh, you know pretty much we're gonna 
<coughs> we're on attack however we however we think we have the best advantage and sure. um you know to me it doesn't doesn't really matter if we're under center or if we're or if we're five wide we're just trying to get get an edge on, on game day and uh um sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't sure. sometimes it doesn't uh, particular kids that uh had been some kids that stood out in order to control the ball when the game's going on yeah i, I think our three primary runners in this game uh you know seth lee at quarterback I, I think he had, had a real solid game uh um, you know, controlling the huddle and doing a good job there. Cam Borgette had uh, 28 or 29 carries, uh, you know, 100 yards, uh, had a nice game there. And uh, Daytona McIver, uh, uh, 15 carries, uh, you know, he had like 115 yards, something like that. So, uh, you know, three primary ball carriers there, uh, you know, and they, they accounted for 99% of uh, 300 yards rushing that we had in the game. Wow. How about anybody up front? Any any kids that, that stood out that you said, "Wow, when they opened some holes." Yeah, I, I think both our guards did, did a real nice job. Uh, you know, we try we get them out in space sometimes, and uh, you know they're they're not real big kids, but they're athletic, and you know you know they're tough tough, and they uh, you know pretty strong kids for their size. So you know I think they, I think uh, Daniel Bolton and uh, Colin Hull did a nice job there, and um, you know they've definitely gotten better as as the weeks have gone on. Now, if I'm right in thinking this, Spruce Mountain was undefeated going in. They were, yeah. So that's a that's a really good win and, uh, and some good heel points. Well, especially after the uh, you know performance we or lack thereof against Winthrop that we had uh, the week before. So you know it's always good to kind of re- rebound a little bit and uh, hopefully get back on track. And you know, I think our kids kind of took it to heart and we had a, had a real nice week of practice and uh, had a good one yesterday, even with, even in spite of the rain. So hope we can keep keep the train rolling a little bit. Oh, yeah, it did rain, didn't yeah. it? Yesterday, oh, yeah. holy smokes! So you practice outside or uh, go inside? We we did it. We. Came a little bit outside, and then we and then we went inside for our film and, and lift and stuff. But um, you know, it's supposed to be kind of wet all week, so we yeah. need to kind of simulate the wet ball. And it's uh... yeah, I think boy, you you do need to do that because in Maine, you just never know what the weather's going right. to be. You have no idea. Well, especially where where uh, you know we're not always under center. You know, we, we do a lot of shotgun sure. type stuff, and um, you you don't want to have to get out of your total game plan just because it's raining a little bit. So you, you have to practice that type of environment and. Sure. Uh, um, yeah. You know, we saw last year in the playoffs that, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a neutralizer that, uh, you know, can change a lot of things. So yeah. it's better to be prepared than, than sorry. Now, Coach, who do you have this week? Uh, we have, uh, we're at York, so it's a, another tough week for Ooh, us. Another uh, tough one. Yeah, going down, uh, going down there for 6 p.m. start and uh, tough place to play. And I, I've seen them play a couple weeks in a row. I saw them play Lovett and I saw them play uh, Lake Region last week. Uh, so it's you know very solid team you know good passing attack and you know pretty athletic up front so they're uh, it'll be a tough test for us. Yeah, I know uh, when I t- talked to Coach Hathaway, he he said he thought that they would give them quite a test, right. and I think it was maybe a little more upside than people thought it might be, but uh, uh, they're they're a good football team. Right. Well, you know I think Levitt has has some real good athletes on the edge too, where they were able to neutralize the passing game a little bit, and uh, not that we don't have good athletes, but uh, you know I think I think. Uh, you know we're we're spread a little more thin than they are, and you know they, they have a nice game plan against them as well. Now a six o'clock start is that something they've been doing down there a little bit? They've been doing that all year. Uh, you know a couple of those southern main schools are, are kind of leaning that direction now. Uh, you know me personally, I'd rather be at seven just because of you know how long it takes to get down there. And uh, but uh, well, yeah, make... and you know the the full effect of the lights. If you're going to bother to play into the lights, that six o'clock it's kind of in between. You get right. part of the game is lights and part isn't. I think that's. Little yeah, so the times. game I, the game I went down to last, or last week, they uh, you know I want to say it was sometime in the first quarter when you know so it kind of resembled an, an early season uh, you know seven o'clock game you know and we're almost hitting the point of daylight savings here in a, in a, no, few, in a few weeks anyway so we're we're it's getting dark early and did they have, what's the sense for why they want to start at six? 
I, I think a lot of these teams are doing it just so they get kids home early. They're not they're not uh, not out too late. But you know, I think you know even with a 7 p.m. start, I mean, you're Friday night. You're still done by 9:30, and uh, it's but. You know, me personally, I prefer the 7 o'clock, but... Uh, I always laugh when they do something like that in football season. In basketball, they're all two nights a week, right, oh yeah. you know. And, uh, no, and I think, uh, I can't really say much, though, because I think a lot of teams probably hate coming here at one thirty on a Saturday, so it's... <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. I used to say, if you made me really testify, I would say that I thought Saturday teams had the advantage because... Kids really like to play at night, and you can feel the energy and whatever, so you get that... That boost. Kids that play every Friday night, and it's another Friday night. I mean, they're excited. They hate to play on Saturday, right. teams that play on Friday night. So I always used to say the Saturday teams have an advantage. Right. Well, I'm not I, sure they see it that way. Right. but You know, and I think just, just being familiar with how to structure a practice plan for, uh, you know, an extra day of practice. And, you know, a lot, a lot of coaches get into their routine, and, you know, they do things on certain days. And, you know, when you add an extra day of practice into the mix, it, you know, it changes things a little bit. And, um, you know, me personally, I'd rather have that extra day every single week to prepare. Sure. But. See, and it's interesting. I, I guess I leaned a little bit the other way. I liked – the shorter week, uh, more intense, get it done, and then give the kids a little more time with their family. Now, a lot of Saturdays, if we played at home, we used to have the uh, the young kids have a clinic. Uh, we provide sa- cider and donuts and whatever yep. and invite the coaches and the young kids up and do a clinic and check our injuries and those kind of things. But in essence, from then on, from mid-morning on, they had the rest of the weekend to themselves. Right. So. I kind of like that. But, but well, where we only roster about forty-five kids, you know, so uh, you know Monday's kind of a lot. You know, I don't want to say it's a lost day. I mean, it's a good work day for us. You know, we're driving the sled and stuff. Sure. But you know, you know, you're missing half half your roster because of a JV game, and uh, you know, and other schools have the same problem. So, but it's uh, you know, so I think I think when you can send send those kids to the JV game on Monday and then still have a solid four days of practice after that, you know, I sure. think I think it makes makes a big yeah, difference for us, anyways. So well, that'll be a good one. I'll be anxious to see the score, and good luck. Yeah, hopefully a favorable one. All right, good. Take Thank care. You. Thanks. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, Maine Athletic Fundraising. I'm here with 11 head football coach Mike Hathaway. Uh, coach, uh, we had a, a good interview uh, last week at, that the ambient noise behind us <laughs> kind of made it hard to yeah, hear. Yeah, made the audio but, a little tough. But it was still fun. Yeah, it I was. Re- I really enjoyed it, and I think it's a blueprint for, for the future. When we get some local teams that are playing each other, it really was fun to have the quarterbacks there. Because initially when you mentioned quarterbacks, I'm thinking, oh, geez, I don't know. They were great. Yeah, you you can tell the quarterbacks. Quite frankly, nope. nope. It was uh, it was a good time, and you know Spence and I have pretty good friends, and uh, Brady and Wyatt have a pretty good relationship too. So for us to sit down and just talk football for an hour, whether it came out good or not, was was a fun time. So I know that when I, for those that are listening, I asked uh, Mike what what kind of questions you think we might ask, especially the quarterbacks. I didn't want to put them on the, and he goes ask them to uh, great, you know to to do a scouting report on the other one. And I went, on the other quarterback? <laughs> they did a great job of it. Yeah, they, no, they, they really they did. did. They did. Yeah. So uh, I think the game was surprised me a little bit. I think that uh, it shows that uh, you guys have got it going. Yeah, I think, you know, we were, we were ready to play. 
uh, for one. Uh, defensively, we came out and, uh, you know, we really controlled the line of scrimmage um, and we were able to put good pressure on the quarterback and, um, you know, force him into some tough throws. And uh, we, we got a big sack on that fourth down early in the game. We, we kind of, you know, we didn't have a real good kickoff. The kid almost missed the ball. And uh, they had pretty good field position and we stuffed them on the run first, second, and third. And then on fourth, they went for a play action and, and Cam, had, uh, Cam Jordan had a big sack in the backfield. So a uh, quick start. And then, you know, offensively, I thought, uh, you know, up front we blocked well. Uh, I thought our pass game was going pretty good. Uh, Wyatt and Cole hooked up a couple times early. Uh, Wyatt and Mark Harmon hooked up a couple of times late. Uh, so we were able to get some, you know, some some first down throws as well as some big throws for some touchdowns. Um, so, you know, it was good to, to see that part of our offense get clicking a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, I saw you in preseason. I haven't had a chance to see you since. I've been other places. But uh, I thought uh, the variance of what, what – people were expecting on offense there's a lot to take an eye on and take a look at and be preparing for it really there really is You're yeah right. I, I think it's wide open going back and looking at it in the, in the first 10 plays I think six or seven different guys touched the ball so yeah. um you know we're, we're trying to spread it out pretty good we're never going to really rely on on one guy and um you know a lot of our you know pass plays really aren't designed to go to certain guys they're designed to read certain guys on the defense and uh, kind of take what they give us and, and throw what's open. So uh, I thought Wyatt was a little better this week with his decision-making. Uh, got the ball out of his hands a little bit sooner, and, and then when there's some chances to extend the play a little bit and make some things happen, you know, he did a nice job with that as well. Yeah, and I thought the defensive pressure on uh, Brady Downing, I mean, you could tell when he finally did get a chance and broke through the line, boy, is he fast, and, and boy, can he throw the ball, and he just didn't get an opportunity to – to really open it up. Yeah, I mean, Brady's super talented. Um, you know, he's, he's a great pocket thrower. He also can get out and do some things with his feet, and uh, he's really intelligent. So, uh, you know, we tried to mix some coverages on him. We, we you know, we, we kind of blitzed from some different areas. Uh, we played a lot of our nickel and dime personnel, so we had a lot of speed on the field. Um, but, I, you know, I thought our defensive staff did a nice job putting together the game plan with, you know, uh, Riley Parmenter, Tommy Casey, Cam, uh, Cam Jordan, Cole Morin, uh, bringing those guys from some different places and some different ways to uh, kind of confuse their offensive line and, and get some guys in the quarterback's face. I did notice a little chuckle here that uh, not because Andre Hayes is hurt, certainly, right. but uh, it allowed you to put that other Hathaway kid in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I mean, we're, uh, we, we've had a few injuries and, you know, quarterback has, has been one of them. Uh, Hunter's obviously out and uh, Deegan Jordan, who's our JV quarterback, he also is has uh, been battling a hand injury on his throwing hand as well. So uh, we, we took it kind of light with him. And, um, you know, I think, as you mentioned, the broadcast had also affected our, our kicking game a little bit. Hunter was our holder, and Deegan's our backup holder. Oh, wow. um, and, and our snapper, Ashton Gray, has also been out for a couple weeks. Uh, we, we do get him back this week. So, uh, you know, it's been a, been a little bit of a, a tough go with the moving parts there, but it was good for Sawyer to get in there and get some experience in a varsity game. And, uh you know, I thought he had a couple of nice runs and, you know, did a nice job just kind of running the offense. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you get the the twos and threes in there, it starts to get a little chaotic and, you know, there's a little bit of mayhem out there with who's going where and whatnot. But, uh, you know, we were able to get a punt team on and off the field. I thought they looked pretty polished. Yeah, they, they really did. You know, and, and that's a credit to our, you know, our JV and freshman staff. Those guys do a nice job during the week, you know, getting their guys coached up. And we did tell the kids at halftime. You know, we, we want to look like we know what we're doing out there in the second half. If we're going to put our, our twos and, and threes out there and, 
you know, we, we figured they would probably leave their ones for at least a, a portion of the third quarter that, you know, we want to go out and, and, you know, really play well. So, uh, you know, the older kids did a nice job supporting those guys. The younger kids did a nice job doing what they're supposed to do. And uh, I, th- I think we got every kid in a uniform in the game. So Wow, that's nice. The uh, Yeah, you know, I always said, I think I said it on the air, I think the hardest thing always is to get that second and third punting group out there where everybody's doing what they're supposed to do and you don't get the punt blocked or a bad snap or yep. something crazy because you just don't get a chance to do it. Now. Right, and, you know, I mean, in, in a in a close game at halftime, you're, uh, you know, it's adjustment time and you're talking about schemes on offense and defense. The situation we were in this week, it was more, uh, you know, let, let's get our, our defensive coaches, our offensive coaches, and our special teams coaches to talk to these guys, make sure the units are ready, the backups are ready. And, uh, you know, Matt Twitchell is our, our special teams guy and, um, I, I think he made the comment in, in film on Friday night that uh, the, the the second group probably did a better job in, in terms of having 11 guys on the field <laughs> than the first group did because, you know, we, we had 12 a couple of times. So, I've told you the story, I think, uh, but I, maybe the listeners haven't heard it. Um, I was doing a Chevrolet game a couple of several years ago when John Wolfgang was the coach, and he was way ahead at halftime. I mean, I think they had 60 points at halftime. And so he had everybody in, seriously. He had a kid at quarterback that, boy, I'm not sure he even got in the JV <laughs> game. He's pretty pretty raw. So it came time to punt. And he, he walked out on the field and he spoke to the official. The official ran over and spoke to the other coach. Instead of punting, which this is what they did was against right. the rules, they took they the ball down and set that. it down. Yeah, you, actually, you're seeing that a lot in youth football now. I, I know in the middle school league that we're in, that's a that's a rule, and, sure. and in the youth league, it's the same thing. With they're just moving the ball ahead, and you know, still doing kickoffs and and things like that, and and you know, they're encouraging uh, kicking the extra points and stuff at middle school, but uh, taking the punt game out of it has, has made it a little bit easier, I think. When I was in Skowhegan, the youth football league had a policy: if you kicked the extra point, it was two points; if you ran it in, it was one. Yeah, the league that we used to be in, uh, you actually had to kick the first extra point; it wasn't a choice. And then uh, after that, I think it was the that that same rule. Uh, but we're in a different league now; it's a little bit different. I haven't seen many many kicks in the younger grades, but uh, our middle school kicks them. So I'm going to cross the fingers and hope that uh, you know we we might have a pretty decent kicker coming up here next year. That was one of, as you know, my son never played youth football until we got to right. middle school with Peter. And his first job was he snapped on the, because they kicked the extra points, he snapped on the extra points. Right. Nobody else had any idea how to do it. So he said, well, I, I'll do it. So, well, and sometimes people forget, too, before you kick that thing, you got to snap it and hold it, which aren't, uh, you know, I was a holder in college, and that's not an easy easy gig. And, uh, you know, to get the a, a good snap and a good hold. I mean, I was, I was watching the game last one of the games last night or the night before where they were talking about how they had a new snapper and, and they were on their third holder or whatever. It, it starts to get a little, little sketchy even at that level. So you know, in high school football, it's, it's not easy for sure. Well, and you look at that's all those guys do in practice right. in the pros. <laughs> yeah. they, matter of fact, they were saying Benetieri maybe was kicking too much, yep. so he cut out some. He said, I, I think my legs may be a little, right. little warm and you know whatever. Uh, so a big one this week uh, with Wells coming in. Yeah, um, you know that's 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 a, a good football team over there. Um, you know they uh, they've won thirty some odd games. You know for a reason. They're, you know you're talking about one of the best coaches over there. Um, you know Peyton McKay might might be the best running back in the state. Um, you know you've got one of the best O lines. You, you got you know Carmen's over there running the defense. He's been around a long time. Um, you know, they, they have a great offensive line, a, a great defense. Um, you know, there's really not a, not a lot of weaknesses 
with that team, and, and they certainly have a lot of experience in winning football games. So, yeah, they uh, be tough. Uh, they're not going to do anything you don't expect. They're going to run the wing T. Yeah, the, their big their big uh, extravaganza was to put two wing put double wing out and still right. run yeah, the wing T. Yeah, they'll run the old Delaware set they're gonna, play, and, they're gonna put two uh, wings out. Okay. Yeah, you know, count, count a crisscross is a pretty good change yeah. up for them. Uh, too, but uh, yeah, you know, Timmy's not gonna, you know, I mean, I, I don't think he's gonna change what he's doing. It's it's worked for for 33 straight, and I, I think if you go over over four years, I think they've lost, you know, one game going back to like 2014. So, well, uh, and the and the the, uh, the coach before him was a wing T guy who yep. became the principal. Yep. And then he was an assistant. He stayed with it. They they've got that down, I think, and and they're going to be in a four. Yep. Uh, they're never going to change. I was always impressed when they came to. Uh, seven on seven when Bates used to have the the thing on all right. their fields yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Everybody else is running shotgun and right. spread and whatever. No, they just run waggle every waggle and, and belly belly keep pass belly every time. Just the, the quarterback couldn't keep it and run it. Yeah, it so. looks boring, but boy, do they yeah. know how to do it. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, that would be a game that uh, would be fun to watch. Yeah, and I think one of the things we talked about the other night was you know there's a lot of different ways to coach football and run offense and run defense and. Uh, you know, none of them are the, the right no. way. There's a lot of different ways that people do it, and that, that's kind of the beauty of the game is, you know, uh, you, you're going to have, you know, we're going to be in an odd front. They're going to be in an even front. We're going to be in spread. They're going to be in the wing tee and, uh, you know, some different styles going at it there. But uh, I think it'll have the makings of a, of a pretty good football game. Yeah, and I think the thing, uh, I always felt one of the reasons we were successful in scouting is because we played an even front. Nobody else did. Everybody right. was still a, a 5-2 team, and that's great because it's been probably one of the most solid defenses ever. Yep. Uh, and we had to be in a four, and uh, people had trouble with it. And I think that's one of the things that we forget about coaching today is you have to adjust to a lot of different things because everybody's doing something a little bit different. Yeah, I think we've seen, I think you can split it right down the middle with our season this year that in terms of odd fronts versus even yeah. fronts that, that we've seen. And, and you get a couple of teams who will toggle back and forth, and, you know, they're playing kind of a hybrid where they can get into both. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a lot of work for the offensive lines. So, um, you know, that's probably one of the beauties of the wing T system is, and e even our system to a degree is it's, it's rule-based. So it's not like we're memorizing, you know, you know, so many plays against so many defenses. It's it's more like on this play, these are our rules, and can we apply it to whatever we see in sure. front of us? And, yeah. Um, you know, I think that's one of the things probably that we uh, that we have in common. Well, Coach, good luck. Thanks. Uh, it should be a good one Friday night, and I'll be anxious to see the score. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, take care. All right. Our goal at Maine Athletic Fundraising is to raise you the most amount of money in the shortest period of time, hassle-free. To learn more, visit them online at maineaf.com. Week six of the high school football season is upon us, and Oxford Hills makes a trip down to Gorham this evening to take on the Gorham Rams. Coach Mark Soren joins us now from Oxford Hills. Um, Coach, let me uh, let me start off with uh, it, it, it seems like it, it, Gorham is in one of those spots where they're trying to build a program there from the bottom up, and uh, they're starting to get there at this point. Let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges of that and uh, where where you might see where they're at currently. Well, I, you know, we, of course, we've we're there sort of been a little more consistent in the past, so we're kind of coming out of that phase. But you know, what ends up happening is you have good athletes and you have some good size, and the kids are learning out, learning how to win and how to play hard every down. And so those kind of teams they can play really well some days and and not look so great other days. And so for us, you know, we just have to make sure that we're prepared 
for that best version of that team. And, you know, they've, they've looked pretty good. They've got some talented people on that size. They've got some decent size. And so um, it should be a challenging game. Coach, um, uh, last week's game against uh, Edward Little was certainly a homecoming that I'm sure you guys uh, will remember for a long time. It seemed to take a little while for you guys to get on track, but in the second half you really started to pull things away. Um, what was the uh, conversation like at halftime last week, and how healthy did you make it out of that game? Uh, pretty healthy. We, we're uh, was, was no one um, on our on our injured list right now, so we're happy with that. Um, and two, really, the the message was we're we're better than that, you know. And and Neil did a nice job in the second quarter. They held on the ball a long time, but you know we had a dropped interception, probably would have been a pick six, and we had the muff punt and some untimely penalties and that sort of thing. And so I said that you know we have to decide what kind of team we're going to be. Like we have the potential to be an excellent team, but we're not playing that way. So I challenged the kids in that second half to be the team that they want to be and they came out um ready to go you know they did a nice job they you know they saw things that um they wanted to run and we ran those pass patterns offensively and defensively really shut them down they scored on our twos and threes but um otherwise it was a pretty great half for us talking with oxford hills vikings head football coach mark soren in advance of tonight's game against gorm which you can hear on 92.7 w-o-x-o um, seems like the running game has really gotten on track the last few weeks. Also, it looks like, uh, looks like your quarterback might know what's going on back there. Maybe he's been in this system for a little while. <laughs> um, I assume that really helps with things, right? I mean, I, I feel like he's been running most of these plays since he was able to actually call the plays. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's right. He's been, he's been around it. You know, so he's heard me have a thousand conversations about it. he's you know he's been around the team forever so you know last year when Colton and I were talking he would he's right there of course it helps at home you know we don't talk about a ton of football at home but if he has questions it's easy to sit down or you know last night he was really accurate and I was like I was able to just talk to him and say what do you think was different and, you know and his answer is like I don't know but still those are conversations that we can we can have and we can have these little ones like hey you remember this when this happened and like yeah that we just got this and that that sort of thing happens and that that knowledge base just sort of grows over time and you know it's no question that him being much more comfortable now in that offense is is um is a helpful you know we didn't just a minute necessarily think we would be a throwing offense this year we we really thought we'd rely on colby we knew he'd be an excellent running back and we have a very good offensive line um but it's really been nice that Atticus has had, oh, close to 150 yards a game, uh, really, this year passing. And that's, you know, it's not the game plan to come in and get 150 yards. We're just sort of looking, seeing what's there. If they try to take away Colby, we, it's not just Atticus either. I mean, when you've got Addison Brown, you've got J.J. Worcester and Tyler Blonde, Tanner Herrick and Dakota Grass. You've got a lot of guys that are dangerous with the ball. So we definitely want to try and get them the ball out in space as well. Now, you're one of the few teams in high school football in the state of Maine that actually utilizes their tight end uh, for something other than just to spin them out wide and make sure that they look big. Um, is there any rhyme or reason to that, or is that just a matter of the quarterback uh, of your quarterback getting him the ball when he's open? Because it seems like when J.J. Worcester's open, like things happen, and his variation of open is way different than other people's variation of open. Yeah, no, it's by design. I mean, J.J.'s an outstanding player. He should be playing um, college football, and I think he should be playing at a very high level. Um, he, he's, he's, well, he's a wrestler, um, and he's a really high-level wrestler, and he's just tough. And 
he's a great kid and he's coachable and he's got the longest arms I think I've ever seen. And so when he goes up, uh, it's a tough matchup for anyone. He's just such a strong kid. He runs a sub five second 40. I mean, he's just a tough matchup. In fact, I don't even think we get him the ball enough. So those are one of the things we look at. Like, how do we get JJ the ball more? Um, I just, you know, in, in our offense, we have him off the line of scrimmage so we can motion him and we can pull him and we can get him in the flat or we can send him deep. You know, we, you know, that really has been one of the goals. It's hard to find uh, in high school good, good tight ends. It's just hard to find a guy that can block and run and catch all at the same time. And, and so when you've got one and we got him for this year, uh, we're going to make sure we use him. It's like finding a unicorn or Bigfoot, I guess, if you will. <laughs> Oxford <laughs> yeah. Hills Vikings head football coach Mark Soren joins us. Oxford Hills versus Gorham tonight on 92.7OXO with a video stream on MBR.org, weather permitting. Coach, thank you very much for a little time uh, today, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, thanks.